Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Witch Talk. Uh, it's been a good break. I hope you all enjoyed your Yule season and your settling into your new year. Uh, as always, it's Amy, your host. And as promised, uh, before the break, I said that we would be touching on um, the topic of cultural appropriation. And I said that we would do that with my good friend, my sister witch, Lindsay Jackson. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having me. I feel blessed to have this opportunity. Well, thank you. I'm really, really excited that you're here. <laughs> I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a long time. That's true. Um, and uh, I'm glad that we finally uh, get to have it. So for those of our listeners who are new uh, to Witch Talk and um, perhaps maybe not a part of our group, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, yourself? Well, my name is Lindsay. I am an electric potato witch. <laughs> a good inside joke. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I'm one of the founders of Alberta Witches Association, and I am always in trouble for saying something specifically about cultural appropriation. So this is a great conversation that we'll have. <laughs> Um, a little bit later, I'm going to reference your writing uh, mm -hmm. that you you did in the group because it was really, it was really powerful. And I think that if there's um, anyone more appropriate to have this conversation with, it is you because you do have um, an amazing ability to see past bullshit and um, really, you know, tell tell it like it is and how you see it and you're not afraid to do that so uh welcome thank you yes. <laughs> thank you thank you thank I, you so much i think part of that is because i'm an aquarius i swear because i'm detached from so many different emotions i just see it for what it is and also one of the things that i really 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 love about myself which also i think gives me a little bit of a compassionate side to my hardness is that I can see different perspectives. I always analyze both sides of the situation and then I have to decide for myself what is best for me. And I think one of the things that I've come to decide over the years is that I'm going to live my life for me. And so yeah. unfortunately that that sometimes makes people angry. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I like nobody's paying my bills. And I think if people had that mentality, it might actually save them from a lot of fighting. But who knows? That's very interesting. You should say that because I think I think it's a very good point that you make. If a lot of other people, you know, would live like that, um, it might save the world, you know, uh, from a whole lot of heartache and breakdown. It is. I think so. I mean, I at the end of the day, like if if you're being offended is a choice, right? And yeah, whether you're talking about racial slurs, uh, cultural appropriation, if you're talking about finances, your job, your work, your friends, everything, like you are ultimately one, ultimately the one choosing your life, regardless of 
the hardships that come into it or not. And, you know, everybody faces stuff differently and that's fine. But like, could you imagine if everybody just took that and just put it to the side and was like, I'm going to make the decisions that are best for me based off what I need right now and go forward. And I think people would just be so happy if they put themselves first sometimes. And you know what? Some I've been called selfish before. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, I've been called selfish, but I don't care because if if that's the case, then I'm still happy. <laughs> like, then that's great. <laughs> um, do you think that it would lend to a greater understanding um, in the community as a whole or in our everyday lives as a whole if people were to be able to look past those boundaries? Yes. And no at the same time. See, so on the topic of cultural appropriation, there's definitely two sides to this, right? You're talking about suppressed minorities who have had everything in their life stolen from them. And then you have white marketing who's, you know, taking the things that they weren't allowed to have and marketing them for enlightened white folks. <laughs> like, you know, like boho people. Yeah, yeah you know, and so... Oh, like it's hard because if in our particular practice, like there's things that we're using that are not specific to one culture. It's it's widespread. And you have to start talking about modern day witchcraft versus older witchcraft, traditional witchcraft, right? Okay, so then this, this brings me to my first question for you. Um, you know, it, do you think that paganism as a whole, um, can be construed as cultural appropriation? I don't think it should, but I think it is. Why do you think so, that is? So, um, obviously my, one of my roles in the group is I'm learning about my Slavic culture, my Slavic roots. Uh, paganism was formed in the but in that time before there was a calendar. So like you're talking thousands and thousands of years ago. And these people had all believed, like even when you, oh my goodness, like I can't even, I don't even know where to start with this because there's so much. So if you, yeah, there is if you a lot. look back in like the Greeks and in Iran and all throughout Europe and what would you would consider Asia, everybody worshiped the sun, everybody. It was this giant thing that came up every day, gave them heat, gave them light, helped their food grow. And water was a blessing because the water also helped their food grow, right? So everybody back in the day was like, hey, there's this big thing in the sky and it helps us. And they started to worship it. So when you start looking back in religion and mythological beliefs and all the things that come with this, even in paganism, there is a sun god. And all of that, these people didn't have Facebook, they didn't have Instagram, they didn't have letters back then that they wrote to each other and said, hey, look at what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, they hopped on their foot and on their boats and traveled and learned. And so one of the things that I learned was that early Slavic people actually were living right next to Iran. And in doing so, we actually picked up part of the Iranian culture as where they picked up Slavic culture. So if you're talking about traditional magic, traditional rites and rituals and things like that, all of it is mixed, all of it, and it all spreads out. And so at some point in our lives, 
people have decided that this is specific to one culture. Like Greek mythology is just Greek mythology. And, you know, paganism is just paganism and Wiccan is just Wiccan and Christianity is just Christianity. But they all overlap each other all throughout history. And you have to remember, we have a population Mm -hmm. now that's like billions of people where back then it wasn't, right? And so when when you're looking at the traveling between the continents and things like that where people are coming and setting foot into new lands and things they're learning other people people's culture and they're taking that with them and they're adapting it and they're they're using it so how do you how do you culturally appropriate a culture that is mixed from the beginning like do you you see what i'm saying yeah i see what you're saying i absolutely see what you're saying um where 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 does it cross that's the the point right like yeah how can you sit there and just say all witchcraft is because i've seen it right we've seen it we've seen the comments we've seen the people angry and they're like you know witchcraft is just people culturally appropriating other cultures well here's the thing how much mixed cultures do we have in our bloodline how many people are you know five or six more different cultures and i want my question is why is it okay that people think that you are not allowed to expand your knowledge on those. That's what I don't understand. We have this, I heard I heard this term just last year. I've never heard this term before and I was absolutely disgusted by it. And it's called white passing. So if you are of any culture, whether it's a people of color or not, and you look like a white person, you are no longer allowed to um, have experience or delve into what your culture is because it's all of a sudden cultural appropriation how do people come up with this how do you get the idea that because and you know what this is for canada too as canadians we have no identity we're not first nations we're not allowed to practice first nations things or cultures or right. you know activities because that's right. cultural appropriation and then when we're here we're not really allowed to delve back into our history because assimilate to Canadian culture we are a country with no identity and that drives me absolutely bonkers because it doesn't make sense to me and it's weird because you have two sides of it you have first nations who are just like fully into it and they're willing to teach learn share and and show people because that's how you that's how you defeat ignorance that's how you educate people and that's how they learn to love and so I get really confused sometimes when there's these mass people who are like you can't do any of this it's not okay <laughs> like I don't understand and I have a husband who's from the Caribbean so when you when I go to his country they're not like no, you can't do this because you're white and it's cultural appropriation. They're like, come do all the things we do. We want to show you like, and it's anywhere you travel, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that how the world works? Like when you go to Mexico, they want you to do all the things they do. Yeah, absolutely. And they want you to And any country too, like it could be Poland, it could be Russia, it could be China. Like they want you to go there, learn, see, eat, listen, and feel everything they have and do and you know what i'm saying so why is it in canada yeah. we don't have that same opportunity do you feel like this is a north american i do debate? i absolutely do a hundred percent because have if you ever go anywhere else this kind of stuff doesn't happen 
this is like a very much after <laughs> like this is a this is like a <laughs> this is a yeah, can of worms you know, it this is, is it, really, it is and it yeah. the topic is so big because do i think you should be dressing up at halloween no but you know what at the same time i never grew up thinking that was wrong had i dressed up as you know an indian like and i say that in a loose term yep. i'm not saying it's the the right word to say but that would that would what we that's what we would have said in the 80s that's in the 90s right oh yeah and like, absolutely wanted, we did yeah yeah we and, did. You know, and it's funny because i i've even watched like you know some of those interviews with the first nations or the indigenous and they call themselves indians too and you know it's kind of all it like you said a can of worms like where do you where do you tap that can because oh man yeah and where where again my question yeah. still remains where do you draw the line yeah exactly right um because i mean we have you know the same tourist type draws in canada um as anywhere else and our indigenous uh, culture embraces that absolutely um, from what I've seen from what I've been shown and from you know the the few um, indigenous people that are close to me I don't receive this type of backlash that I have experienced online yes and right? that's another thing I hold on so, I just want to say this too because one of one of the things do. that I'm finding in these situations is a lot of white rage it is not normally coming from people who are actually involved in that type of culture. The majority of the stuff that we see in our group or even online is usually from white people trying to overcorrect the situation on their behalf. And I think that also is a huge problem because I think that also takes the spotlight away oh. from the actual issue. Mm -hmm. The actual issues. So being... racism, discrimination. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the poverty levels and the like unfair treatment. Um, you know, like there's there's an abundance of ignorance within our own country. Absolute craziness. Um, the First Nations of North America are one of the only people who never received their land back. They got portions of spare, but a lot of them are. You know, and people just turned a blind eye. There's how many mm -hmm. reserves don't have fresh water, good electricity, proper housing. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's some, and there's some tribes Absolutely. who are really killing it, like the blood tribes. They're they're doing a great job. There's a few out in Vancouver too that are, you know, embracing it, putting up totems, and they have people come and they tour and they get to do the powwows and things like that. And again, those people are showing learning and teaching and like i said that's how you end ignorance but we still have a lot of people who need our help and who need us on their side and unfortunately that's where the racism comes in but the problem that i have is like we have these white advocates who are you know gung-ho for ending it but in doing so they're just making it worse because there's no compassion put into it and it's all passion so they want to fight anyone who's 
disagreeing with them and, you know, fighting on their behalf. And it, it creates a quite a large mess. And I, I'm, I've learned to take a step back from this because I was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit Um, about that. So I'm, I'm very much against racism. There's two types of anti-racism and non-racist. And you know, a lot of people are non-racist. So they're okay with people of color. Um, They have friends who are of color or know people who are of color and you know they're actively like yeah like you know it's great and then there's anti-racism and the anti-racism people are like you know what you're not allowed to use those terms in front of me no i refuse to listen to music that has the n-word um no i won't be participating or going to companies who are openly you know discriminating against others because we've all seen we've all seen the videos on tv (laughs) Where like black people are getting arrested yes. for waiting for a friend at Starbucks and you know, everybody's talking about doing the better uh training, <laughs> like anti racist training. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like we've all seen it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people who are like, you know what, I'm never gonna shop these places again. And you know, some of us do. Some of us will still go to Starbucks and grab that coffee, even though you know, yeah. we still love black people, but you know. We're so, yeah, and so and like there, there's that whole piece to it. So I, I used to be very non-racist, and then I moved to anti-racism, and now I'm kind of stuck in yes. this weird spot <laughs> because during one of my recent blowouts from last year over a Black Lives Matter situation, um. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> like I can't, I can't even explain how bad this was. I made a post with no intentions mm-hmm. to hurt anybody's feelings. I never, it never even crossed my mind. And yep, I was like brutally attacked. My family was attacked. My kids were attacked. Um, and on a personal level, not just that. And I was so angry at this girl, so angry for what she did to me and everything and in this moment like i had this epiphany that i was her i was her when it came to people who were borderline about certain things i'd be like no like racism is racism (laughs) and really i think what it comes down to is like i think racism and like cultural appropriation is really just opinions because yeah, I was gonna because, ask you that. I mean, yeah. some people are okay if you use the N-word. Some people are okay if you call them Indians. Some people are okay if you smudge. Some people are okay if you wear dreads. And some people are not. Right? And so when I had made this yeah. post, in my head, my husband, I would never in my life post anything that would disrespect him, whether it be on a personal level, a cultural level, or anything like that. And so when I posted this, never in my life would I have thought, oh my God, my husband would think that this is, you know, racist. And (laughs) even he was like, I don't understand why everyone's mad at you. And I was like, I'm so confused too. And one of the girls in uh, the situation had said to me like, yeah, maybe he's not offended, but it offends other black people. 
And I thought to myself, well, how am I supposed to know that? How am I, they're not in my life. I don't see mm-hmm. them regularly. I don't even know them. That, that the situation wasn't even mm-hmm. intended for them anyways. And so I have to, this is where that whole like self selfishness comes in because I had to tell myself at the end of the day, I can't be worried about what like 5,000 other people think because they're not in my house. Yeah. I only need to worry about the people that I live with and at myself. And if I can go to bed at the end of the night thinking that I'm okay, then I think that's enough. And I think other people need to do that too. Like the entire situation was blown so far out of proportion and it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Everybody was worked up. And what did we accomplish at the end of the day? Did did it did it do anything? Did it change my mind? Did she get to me that it changed my mind? Like, do they feel justified in their actions and attacking an entire group of witches and not even just that, but people and their lives and their children? Like, do you do they feel better about that? What was accomplished? And that's that's kind of where it is for me with the with those kind of things. If you if you don't want to smudge, don't smudge. If you don't want to buy white sage, don't buy it. Do you know what I'm saying? But then there's people that are like, well, you also can't grow yeah. it. You also can't use it for this. And you also can't have it for this. And the thing is, is that smudging, whether you use that term or not, it's smoke cleansing, burning incense, literally firewood, like anything that you're burning that creates a smoke. Smoke is the cleansing thing. It has been around for ancient amounts of time. Like, oh my God, it's one of the oldest practices yeah. all throughout China, Japan, India, like it's everywhere. And the smudging ceremony that the indigenous do is 1000% different and sacred compared to, you know, Karen down the street smudging her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> it absolutely know, I, is. The- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have to say yeah. about growing the plants too, because... I have, I, I'm speaking from personal experience. I have connections with the plants that I grow. And one of them is sage. It's not white sage. It doesn't no. grow here. Which our, is also another misconception. But. People think that Canada has white sage. And therefore, if you have white sage, yeah. you're cultural appropriating, which again is just ridiculous. And I was told from a friend in the group who had said, you know, we do have something that is similar to white sage, which is the blue buffalo sage. And that is considered Canada's secret plant, right? But when you see people online fighting about smudging, they're not talking about blue buffalo sage, they're talking about white sage. So the problem that I also have with this is that people are not educating themselves enough to to even have an argument. Like, right? So it's, it's That's hard. Right. Oh man, it's hard. And I'm not the best person to talk to about this because like I said, at the end of the day, if I lay my pillow <laughs> on my head and I'm still doing good, like I don't care about you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. like if your opinion is that I'm a horrible person and I'm racist and my kids are racist and my husband's this and whatever, whatever. And all because I use stage or like shared a photo shoot, like, please. <laughs> I do know what you mean, but I do think, I do think that you are one of the right people to talk to about this because you have educated yourself on it. You have taken the time and taken the steps 
and had the I patience. like to read. I like to read stuff, you know, and I I think that if yeah. I'm going to have an argument with somebody, it I best be prepared for it because I mean, what at the end of the day, like I said, right? what are we arguing about? Do you even know? Like, you know what I mean? People are so quick to be angry at other people for things that have nothing to do with them I, anyway. Now, if somebody from the First Nations culture was like, hey, and this is the funny thing is a lot of them don't care. A lot of them will show you and a lot of them will talk to you about it. There's only a small percentage of them who, you know, they don't want to see white sage marketed. And you know what? Fair enough. I mean, I get it. But then, you know, there's two sides to it. So it's not being marketed, but then you know are you allowed to grow it there's so like i have so many questions like (laughs) where do you draw the line (laughs) and that's exactly it where do we draw the line where do we draw the line with cultural appropriation when you look at all of the things we've talked about here it really history and mythology go back to Mm -hmm. so far now it is really hard to distinguish. Could you, ima- could you imagine if somebody told that you way. that you couldn't wear black eyeliner because the Egyptians wore it first and they were people of color? Could you imagine? I I don't even. That's know what, what I'm I saying. Would say to like that. it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, <laughs> like they talk. Of- well, I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. Now I'm looking at. Yeah, a piece you wrote. And in it, you actually um, defined clearly what cultural appropriation is. Based on you used, I'm assuming, dictionaries, source, the whole bit, right? Because you've got cultural appropriation and it says, number one, it is the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc., of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people yeah. or society. And one of the things that... Unacknowledged, unacknowledged I think, is exactly. And one of the things that so, like it hits home is that because I am white, I'm not supposed to have opinions. Yeah. And so if I was a person of color, people would be sitting here going, Oh, okay. And they would, they would understand what I was saying, but because I am white, unfortunately, I just come across as the dominant race. Right. And that's unfortunate. But cultural appropriation is literally when you're when you're taking someone's culture and appropriating it, you know, and there's a fine line between appropriating and appreciating as well. And I think that's also a a kind of like a blurred line, because there's a lot of people who love the indigenous culture in Canada. People from all over the world come here to see the totem poles and people come from all over the place to see the art. And, you know, everybody talks about eating fry bread. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And then, and you know, oh, yes. fishing and things like that. And 
people love it and they come here and they want to experience it all from all over the world and you know people people from all over the world come up to Banff and they go into the First Nation shops there and they buy up all the little totem pole keychains and everything else and that's okay <laughs> do you know what I'm saying and so as Canadians as witches yeah. as folk who live here I want to be okay too right Mm-hmm. I hope that means that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, I, I think it completely makes sense. It's I think it completely makes sense. And as witches, it is, it is a, it is a very, very yeah. blurred and fine line. It's hard for us. I think, I think that as witches, you know, we're, we're told we can and cannot do so many things. And I, I have to, like I said, you have to ask yourself, where do you draw the line? At what point is one thing okay and one thing is not? Like, how is it that people are okay if you're, or not okay if you're smudging, but it's okay if you stain, which is the Celtic version of smudging. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we all burn incense. All of us. We all love that. We love that shit. Yeah, Absolutely. What about deities oh, that you work with that cross lines? Let's talk like, about let's talk this. about this, right? Like, I do. <laughs> I do. No, I'm not. Oh, green. get this. I read. <laughs> you know? I kid you not. I read this one time in a Black Lives Matter community who was bashing witches at one point, and I literally read. Somebody said white people should not be allowed to worship black gods. And I, my, my floor must have, or my jaw must have hit the floor that day because. The ignorance. This is what I'm talking about. Ignorance. Because I literally, the first thing that popped into my mind is, y'all better tell the black people about white Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You go tell them about white Jesus. Because, oh my God. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's that's fantastic right and so true so true this is what we're saying everyone this is a fine my husband yeah my husband grew up in church all of them all of them and they all talk about god and jesus and everything else and you look into the history of that you know, and they see the photos of what they consider Jesus. Like my my mother-in-law bought us a Jesus clock because she loved Jesus so much. That Jesus on there is <laughs> and he's got a he's got a goatee. <laughs> like And you and and I don't know, I'm of the opinion that white. he really wasn't he, white. But he, he was a Muslim it, to begin so. with. Like he in it. You know what I'm right? saying? Like, it doesn't even make sense. And so, it, it, you, how can you it sit doesn't. there and say that anybody can't believe in any deity? They're deities. You know what? I could decide my, t- my TV's a yeah. deity. And it talks to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I don't understand why we live in such a, in such a day and age where everything is cancel culture. Everything is canceled. And that's what it's become. It's become everybody saying you can't, you can't, you can't. And here's my question. This is what, and if, I wish, I wish you had like a comment section. If somebody can comment, please, for the love of God, talk to me. Let me know. I have this question for you guys. When we start canceling out all these things and we are no longer allowed to 
learn our culture, learn our history, practice those things and other cultures and history, where's it all going to go? Who are we passing it on to? And where's it going to end up? Because I can tell you right now, it's going to be gone. I am third generation Canadian and I know absolutely nothing about my culture because my family, when they came over here, were told to assimilate into Canadian culture, which is what? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) So I don't have any of my... It really, yeah. Yeah, There you go. I now officially do not know how to speak Polish. I don't know how to speak Romanian. I don't have my grandma's recipes. Like none of it. And so it's what are what are we what are we leaving for our kids to grow up in a world where they can't and they won't? Yeah, not the world I no look I forward would, to every day. That's I was sure. told that I wasn't allowed Listen. to learn my Slavic culture yeah. because I'm I'm too I'm too far from my lineage. Uh, like and people tell people that and this was my biggest this oh my god this kills me let me let me let me talk let me talk okay so here's the thing you got it. in our group okay i was very 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 1000 million percent specific about people not talking about cultural appropriation in our group now two things one this pissed off a lot of people because they feel that you are not allowed to ask questions about certain things because you are not that thing. Okay? Hoodoo, voodoo, smudging, whatever, you name it. Okay? Here's my here's my problem with this. We have members in our group who are mixed. Okay? We have this amazing girl in our group. You know who she is. Mm-hmm. She's freaking like almost six feet tall, red hair, blue eyes, pale as hell. And her mom is straight up brown people of color, indigenous roots, long black hair. You would never know it was her mother. Now, she grew up in this culture. She got to learn and love and live with her mom and learn all those things. So now she's in the group. She asks a question. She starts talking about smudging or dream catchers or spirit animals. And instantly, there's a portion of people who just jump on her and are like, oh my God, you're culturally appropriating a culture that's not Mm -hmm. yours. And so this is my problem with online things, specifically in our group too, is that how could you sit there? How dare you sit there and attack somebody based off their profile picture? That shit drives me nuts. There's no possible, there's no possible way for any of us (laughs) to know where we all come from, who we all know. Who, like, right. And people are like, oh, it's okay if you had an Indigenous teach you and you've been initiated or you've done this and, you know, you've been accepted into the culture. But how do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you grew, you grew up completely yep. involved in that, like, to the nines. And so if you're doing practices from there, you have these people who don't know you, don't know your grandma, don't know your mother, don't know anything about you. And they come in saying, mm, you can't do that because some other First Nations will be mad. Not the ones you know, not the ones that you taught you, not the ones who welcomed you into that, but some other one. Fishness again, because at the end of the night, yeah. you gotta do you, right? I and That's I think right. I think you should tell everybody right. like how and you I, grew up and what you know. Cause I think it I think it's an important piece 
for people to know that too. Well, I think it creates a community and understanding and patience and love. And yeah. there's so many things that come along with that. Sharing and having experiences with other people in your well, life you is how up, we Amy? fundamentally grow. I grew up in a small town in Saskatchewan till I was about 10, uh, like a farming community. And then I moved to uh, rural Alberta and then in junior high school. And what did your grandparents, like your grandma and your mom and them, like what what involved like what involvement did you guys have within the indigenous community there well my grandmother worked for the government of saskatchewan and is fundamental in writing um, legislation for the employment and equity of indigenous peoples in saskatchewan and then she did that um in Alberta as well, and then worked for the three major banks. And my whole entire family um, has always worked with and, the Indigenous And communities. here's the thing. So you guys so. were allies of them, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My grandmother's been to council, um, been taught um, mm-hmm. uh, sacred ritual, um, has been to sweat lodges, has been, yeah. So... Um, and not just my grandmother, my aunt, uh, several of my aunts. So yes, allies for sure. Um, right. I would say advocates. Um, my grandmother yep. did a lot of work in Saskatchewan, right? So um, my son's yep. stepmother is Indigenous. And yep. so is his sister, you know? So, and all his step-siblings. Um, and that's a very important part of his life. So, um, mm-hmm. and I've had many of these conversations. Um, and the challenge always is trying to find someone on the other side who doesn't agree with what we're talking about here. And you're very right when you said earlier it's, it's the white people. <laughs> it's some white people. So that's what I'm saying because a lot like, of times, we, I have right? like I have obviously different conversations in my house like about the Caribbean. You know, Cameron, Cameron and I were talking about going back to his country right. and uh, everybody knows I love Soka. I love to go to Soka Fest. It's like my favorite thing in the world. And they have something called Jab Jab where they paint you in black oil in head to toe black oil and you just go down the street dancing and go Mm -hmm. crazy and stuff right and i said to him i said i could never share those photos and he so laughing he's like nope because and here's the thing everybody from the black community who would have known us and known what jab jab is would never have said anything it's all these random people up here who are not part of that who wouldn't understand it and wouldn't get it would would say I'm I'm being blackface, and that that kills me. That kills me. That I I'm afraid of yeah. the repercussions from being involved in my own husband's culture. Like that is insane to me. Like, 
And you're surrounded. Yeah, that's you're not surrounded right. by First Nations <laughs> and all these Indigenous people who love you and understand you and are there for you and have taught you and have been a part of your family on such a deep level. And to have anything you do related to what they've taught you and have these people come out of nowhere and be like, you're culturally appropriating. You should be ashamed of yourself. That just, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. And that's why I it just don't think it's there. And that's sure. why I didn't want it in the group. I don't want people to just assume, right? Like if you have a white woman, we had a white woman talking, asking a question about um, uh, good luck trinkets for hoodoo. And instantly, instantly attacked. Yes. And she was very polite about it and said, you know what? You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm, what, what I know, what I'm into, whatever. Like, don't, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Right. And I, I was that's with right. her. I'm like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> like, that's exactly it. And I don't want that type of judgment in the group. I don't want people to think that they can't ask a question about another practice like even even when you're looking at hoodoo voodoo um all practices like pagan and wiccan and everything all of it right like all of it why why are we not allowed to ask questions why are you not allowed to learn about those things why are you not allowed to like everybody knows well, going those... good luck everybody that's including in slavic culture in yeah. pagan culture like the gypsies where oh sorry i forgot that's a bad word <laughs> um right but i'm not allowed to say <laughs> but it you're because Romanian. you know <laughs> oh, i'm yeah. my grandmother's license plate said gypsy right like that's the thing though years. yeah i'm i'm but my Romanian. family on my uh father's side they they have romanian gypsies that came over during world war ii like what and i'm not allowed to say that because it's a racial slur and i'm like are you gonna tell a black man he can't say the n-word to his friend like i dare you and so i just i'm really sick and tired of people just coming at people all the time and being like you can't you can't you can't because it doesn't make sense to me do you know what i'm saying well and you know what i do and you know what this is the purpose of doing this podcast, having the group, doing the things that we do in the community, Lindsay, is to break through those barriers. So <laughs> congratulations really goes out to you for all of the barriers. Let me let, let me be straight about that though, because it's not easy. Because the amount of times I've sat here and cried and wanted to give up <laughs> and hide in a hole and you know what I mean? It's hard to constantly be attacked. It is hard. Mm -hmm. And that Black Lives Matter situation with the photo shoot, um, that tore a hole in me. It really, really did. I had people attacking my child, telling me that she's racist. Um, oh, like, you know, completely laughing and mocking my husband's name on Facebook yeah. and things like that. I've, I was threatened with a lawsuit. Um, I had we had well, we had somebody try to tear it on our entire group and put out all those kind of you know if anybody go report this group for racism and what racism like what and people said that too a lot of black people were like yeah. leave them alone yeah. like what are, like what's like what are you doing and it again white rage and so I if you can find somebody of First Nations to come on here and talk about the other side of this I would absolutely love it 
because right I'm definitely because and in it, the market. it's not that <laughs> like i i firmly yeah. believe we can have conversations without trying to convince each other that we're wrong and uh, that's what those are the conversations i love to have i love to hear people talk about something and then you know i do that thing i do i i try to see it from their perspective and then i explain to them why i can't i can't get my mind there sometimes you know like i'm like oh that doesn't make sense to me but it's it's interesting to hear from somebody and I have to I have to wonder is it really just anger that they're using to mask over that that's that's something I wonder too sometimes because yeah. you know there's a lot of hurt feelings involved Absolutely. and a lot of mixed emotions and there's a lot of um a lot of healing that needs to be done and so I'm I don't disagree with that right like you know, it would be really hard to have something that's yours and you're mm-hmm. stripped of it. And then you have, you know, people marketing it in such a way. But I also believe that a lot of the stuff that is being called cultural appropriation is not actually. And so it would be good to hear somebody's like official yeah. stand on that. I completely agree. And I, like I said, I am looking for, for some participants. So, um, also Lindsay had mentioned earlier that she, um, would like to have some comments and some feedback on her questions. So, um, you can find, uh, witch talk on Instagram. Um, and when you do that, uh, please go ahead and uh, comment and or answer Lindsay's question and also if you're interested in ever joining us on the show shout out to us and I'll get back to you and we'll be able to set that up okay Lindsay we're at the end of our time tonight <laughs> it went by quick right I know I know right this this always happens and it always lends to just being more and more which is great because I couldn't imagine doing this with any other group? It's a pretty good group. Ever in the whole wide world. It is a good group, and we have a lot of knowledge and, and different we have a lot of things to say. That's, and what, share. I, that's what I love. Everybody's a on a different role. Different, at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you again thank so you. much, so much, so much for joining me tonight. I'm sure that you'll be on again. (laughs) This is sure to be a hit, I'm sure. And to everybody listening, thank you so, so much. Um, We are back every Sunday night at 8 p.m. And uh, until then, we will see you next week. Thanks again, Lindsay. And this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk.